are angry, you are just a character in someone else's story. But when you let your anger go, you reclaim your own story. Welcome to the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, formerly known as Unlock Your Destiny. I am your host, Raven Scott, and I'm providing women who are feeling hurt and alone in their journey a community to kick ass as we become empowered together while healing from childhood trauma, abusive relationships, or plain old life, and awaken to rewrite our karmic story. I am the author of Empath and the Narcissist, available on Amazon. Get ready to dive into some magic through human design, self-development, astrology, tarot, and meditative thoughts. Today, we're talking about five ways to thrive from my narc abuse survival guide and healing your trauma and shifting away from your people-pleasing tendencies. You may be a people-pleaser. If, number one, you agree with everyone. Number two, you feel responsible for how other people feel. Number three, it pains you to say no. Number four, you feel uncomfortable with others being angry. You act like people around you is number five. Number six, you need praise to feel good about yourself. Number seven, you go to great lengths to avoid conflict. Eight, you stuff your feelings down and always tell people you're fine. Nine, you avoid reality to validate the good things done and ignore the bad. Now, I'm sure there's a 10 there somewhere. If you resonate with any of these, please drop a comment down in the review box or DM me on Instagram at The Thriving Intuitive. This is real. Count how many you really resonated with because I personally in my past and sometimes still in my weak moments in my current present feel all of these. And these are all tendencies that you may be a people pleaser. Um, And that doesn't mean to say that you're a bad person. That just means you've been conditioned or you've experienced some childhood trauma that puts you in this place of being a people pleaser. And it's very common for women to be conditioned to do this because we are still conditioned from the ancient, ancient traditions and cultures in everyone's body to keep women quiet, keep women in line. Women only do the work in the house. Women don't, and they mind their business. They don't speak up. It's rude. It's still taboo for women to speak their minds or to speak anything like a man. So it's important to recognize these and to know, hey, it's not your fault. It's in your subconscious, but there's hope. You can shift and you can change your subconscious and you can start to shape shift away from a people pleaser and into an amazing, badass, confident woman who knows what she wants, who is not affected by other people's feelings, and she stays strong and disciplined into her goals and her dreams. So I have five ways for you to be able to heal forward. 
I'm sure you've heard the term fail forward. Well, of course, we are constantly evolving and healing forward. If we've experienced uh, an abusive relationship like you possibly have in the past or, again, childhood trauma, and especially with narcissists, they are a special kind I'm just going to say, like, they know how to push our buttons. They know how to manipulate the situation and to play into our kind, uh, empathetic nature that also, by default subconsciously, is people-pleasing. And they use this to, uh, for their advantage and to our detriment. So number one, I would say is to accept that you have been abused. You have been neglected. You have been uh, manipulated. You have been physically abused or emotionally abused. There's one thing to be in an argument. Emotional abuse is hard to pinpoint, but there's one thing when you're in an argument with someone and you're able to separate, have your you're upset, come together and express trying to find a solution and then both apologize. That's a healthy way to address a problem or, you know, an argument in the relationship. With a narcissist, that never happens. They might trick you into thinking that they apologize because it was resolved and they come with a little bit more of a different tone in their voice, but they trick you into apologizing and taking full responsibility and blame for the argument and for the action that it needs to be fixed to move forward. And they take zero accountability and they take zero actions or apologies. They don't apologize ever. Are you feeling a strong pull towards community and spirituality? Well, that is why Jessica Schiller Silverman of the Alive Podcast and myself, Raven Scott, have created a sacred space for hope and healing your heart to lead life with love. We truly want every single soul to know that they are supported and empowered in their soul's journey. You are unique and are here for a particular reason. So we've created this collective. We've just divinely came up with the name within two minutes, um, the Soul Collective on Patreon. And we're really here to align your divine flow. This membership is here for you. And we draw tarot cards and share intuition and wisdom that you need to hear in that moment. We hold a quiet space for your meditations and spiritual connections. And we upload exclusive content and you gain early access to all our amazing guests and podcasts that we both create. From the Raven Scott Girl Talk Show, the Thriving Intuitive Podcast, and from the Alive podcast. We join together and share what's on our hearts and teach wisdom from uh, from our hearts to yours to nourish it during these trying times. And we host live Q&As on anything spiritual, tarot, human design, or moonbeam related. So I hope that you can join us. Uh, head on over to Patreon and find us at Soul Collective, the number nine. And we have three tiers for you. It's really simple. We have the maiden, the mother, and the guardian. Head on over, check it out, and join our membership today.
So accept the fact that yes, you have experienced this, but you don't have to anymore. You do not have to anymore. And the second thing that you should really hone in on and how to heal is start supporting yourself by practicing inner child work. Inner child work is crucial because like I had said previously, we're conditioned. We have ancestral patterns. We have traumas in our past. We have expectations. There's religious, there's social rules and boxes that they put us in. You don't realize how much burdens, how much emotional baggage and weight that you have until you start practicing inner child work, you know, and the work is a meditation and I'm going to list other things that you can do to do your work, but it's really to become your own parent, to become your own adult. This is the healthy way to shift from being the constant child in your, especially with your parents as an adult, but in your relationships with others. If people have not healed their inner child, In their relationships, they act out just like a stubborn or a spoiled little child as a giant adult in their conflict, right? So this is really important for you to almost like become Zen because, right, the big thing with narcissists is you need to be gray rock, meaning Zen, like just little interest. You're not passionate about what they're passionate about. You're like very like, eh, I could give or take whatever you're saying to me right now. I really don't care. And kind of in a, it depends on your, the, the finesse of how you gray, gray rock or there's no contact, right? And if you have a situation where you're co-parenting with a narcissist, you have to deal with them. So how do you do it to guard yourself and your energies and also be Zen? I think that this is the way to start working on your inner child because when you're your own parent, you can be so zen because you know you got yourself covered. So no matter what they say, your inner child's like, you know, what's that one saying when you're a kid? Um, Words are like rubber and glue. Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks on you. You kind of like get that, that, Care about you. She just don't care. You got your shield up, your zen, you bounce all those words that they say back onto them. So how do we do this? How do we work with our inner child? So number three is you do what's fun. You know, start to really invest in yourself. Do what you want to do. What do you want to do? You want to go get a coffee? Okay. You want to make yourself a coffee at home. Great. That might be like super basic, but what's something that's like a treat or a pleasure? You go buy yourself a pair of shoes, possibly. Um, you go down to the beach or the lake because it's just beautiful and you enjoy it. You drive to your favorite spot and you just sit and soak it up. You dance because you want to. And it's time for a dance party. Like you start doing the things that your child, your inner child wants to do. Do what's fun. Do, you know, do what you desire. Don't deny yourself pleasure because you should be a responsible adult. This is a time to enjoy life, pleasure, especially with the nodes shifting into Taurus. You're going to feel it. So don't deny yourself of it. 
Number four, another way to tap in and really start to release the baggage that I mentioned earlier is this inner child meditation. Um, I have it in season three, episode four here. You can practice the inner child meditation and listen to it as many times as you need. When I discovered inner child meditation, I practice it daily because I had so much baggage. I did not even realize that I was able to release and drop. And it felt so good after every time. So I'm like, I got to do it again. I got to do it again because there's so much And then there's this beautiful garden that I guide you through with these magical, mystical healing uh, fairies and butterflies. And it's just a beautiful meditation. And our mind is powerful. Um, And what we envision and what we experience in our mind is our reality. So if you're letting those burdens go and you're healing and you're spending time and being there for your inner child... That relationship is number one key for you to thrive when dealing with a narcissist. And I would say number five then would be journal. That's huge. Maybe that's because I love to write. I'm a writer. But again, our words and our thoughts, they're swimming in our head. So get them out of your head. Write them down. Get it all out. Pour it out. Just like when you're crying, you're pouring out those emotions and those chemicals. Our thoughts and our words, pour them out on the paper. And for me, I started doing this with all the earth elements and all the elements combined. So I took a piece of paper and I took a lead pencil from the earth and I wrote for like 14 minutes, as much as I could get out. And then I would release it by um, using the fire element and burning it in a pot in a safe place. And then I would shower and use a water element to wash away that energy. And it's uh, the most potent around the full moon. And um, you can do it at any time you need. But if you're really going to be like, I'm going to harness this and release a lot of crap, this is what's going to, I'm going to do it on the full moon or the day or before or after and release it. So journaling is, I think, another imperative way to connect and support your inner child, to release all that is bottled up inside of you. Let all that toxicity go. And the power of words and writing and the power of our mind is immense. And today, by the way, the day I'm recording this is a full moon in Leo, February 17th. And um, the Leo is shining. It's beautiful, bright light. And the nodes of fate are squared to it. So what do you want to do? That really means is activating it. What do you want to do with this one precious life that you have? Do you want to continue to hide and cower? Do you want to continue to be upset and thrown into emotional, like, sad pity parties for yourself when the narcissist does something that's mean or abusive? Plain and simple. That's just what they are. They're very manipulative. No. You are a bad bitch. You can do it. You can overcome. And you, I'm sure, want to spend your life and your time doing 
what brings you joy? Not having to deal with this crap. Okay, if you don't want to deal with it, just zen. Like, do not care what they say. That one tiny moment should not be carried with you for the rest of the week until you see them again or maybe never see them, And but it still carries with you. So what are you going to do with this one precious life? It's just, I think it's important for us to talk about and to think about because so much of the time we're thinking about how awful the other person is or how horrible I'm in this situation, but you can't control the past. You can't control the other person. You can only control yourself. And now is the time to do so. It's all, it's all you girl. You can do it. You can control yourself, man. You can do it. Don't let her Push your buttons. Release the manipulation. So these nodes right now, the north node is in Taurus, which is work and pleasure and love, and the south node is in Scorpio, which is all about manipulation and control and secrets. Release the manipulation. In the south node, this is what we need to release. Release the control, the survival instincts, the old patterns in order to evolve into our luxurious, beautiful selves and fulfill our soul's assignment and enjoy the pleasure of life. We can still do that while having a narcissist in our life. It's possible. You just have to stop caring about what they say and think. I know it's hard, but it's pretty simple once you've really grasped it. Learn your life lessons from the past, right? Your past patterns and, and habits for evolution. This, your soul is yearning to evolve. And this is how you're going to harness this new energy. We're asked to step into our highest frequency of why we're here right now. The house of where your Leo is, is a clue. What do you want to do with your life? What's the theme of that house? What planets are in that house? What's another way you can thrive with a narcissist in your life? Learn your inner authority. Through human design, inner authority and strategy are the keys to how to make choices that are aligned with your soul. You can make informed choices and authentic decisions that are guilt-free and shame-free yet again after you stop caring to take your power back. And the majority of us have two kinds. One is a sacral authority, meaning that we have a defined sacral center. It's like your gut. So really listen to your gut and don't ignore it. And it's a very quick decision and you ask yourself yes or no. Do I want to engage with this person and have a conversation and smile and and hug and laugh? If the answer is no, then find a way to draw a boundary and don't do so. Find a middle person to help you with maybe transitioning your child from household to household or something. Find a solution, but listen to your gut. And the other second way is your emotional authority. So it's really uh, giving a little bit of time to sit with it and feel. How does it feel? Does it feel right? Does it feel good or does it feel really off? 
So that's the two ways that you can really tap into your authority in your human design chart. And if you need help uh, finding your human design chart, your authority, please contact me. I'd be happy to help you to find it. I do offer readings as well. Um, But for a quick reference, yeah, I'm happy to just help you find it. Not a problem. Um, I think the other thing, too, that you need to do to survive a narcissist is to start to think critically. Don't take everybody and everything that comes across your path as they are just like you and they're kind and they're, you have good faith and, you know, they have your best intention in their mind. And this also helps to, you know, sniff out scams, by the way, which seem to be so prevalent around the internet. So critical thinking is important because when you are, and going back to being Zen and the meditation really helps with this critical thinking because when you're emotional and you're intertwined into this fiery anger, you cannot think clearly. You cannot think straight. Um, and you start to make decisions and choices that you regret. So you just need to be able to let go of that anger um, reclaim your story, like the quote that I read. That quote is from Inventing Anna. And I'll read it again to you here. Um, when you are angry, you are just a character in someone else's story. But when you let the anger go, you reclaim your own story. So you're critically thinking, you're writing your narrative, you're seeing the manipulation patterns, and you say, nope, I am not going to be a part of this story. I'm going to write my own story. And that quote is from, again, Inventing Anna. It's a new limited series, Netflix series, and it's written by Shonda Rhimes, um, by Shonda Land. It is incredible. The main character is... um, that brilliant actress from Ozark, I'm blanking on her name right now, um, the young gal who helps, um, who helps him, like who becomes employed to, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on all their names on the main character in Ozark. She's brilliant. Uh, but it's, it's based off a real person and it was such an incredible study of a sociopath really, um, who was also very much a narcissist. It was her her will, her idea, all of her desires, she scammed a whole bunch of big, big people. Um, not so much out of money. She almost scammed them all out of money. It was pretty intense. It's just amazing. Recently just happened, and then she recently was deported in 2021 um, back to her uh, main country of origin, which I believe is Germany. Anyways, so it's important to think critically and reclaim your own story. Don't let the narcissist or psychopath or sociopath write your own story because they are smoke and mirrors covering their tracks to make sure that their story and their truth is hidden. I think it's important to release guilt as well. Again, that's why we practice the inner child meditation, because when you have guilt, there's a power that other people can have over you because you're already feeling guilty about your life or your decisions or something. So shield your emotional body and deflect. Really, they're, they're kind of almost like reading your mind 
and saying what's on your mind to you, which then amplifies your guilt even more. And it makes you more linked into them like they have this power over you. So release the guilt. So therefore you have no guilt and they can't have that power over you. It is your responsibility to express your needs and boundaries in a relationship And it is not your responsibility on how that person reacts. So if they react unhealthy and they throw it back in your face and they get all weird and respond like a, just a very intense emotion, that is a huge red flag that that person does not have your interest in mind at all, right? So there needs to be lines drawn and don't give in to the boundary you just drew. Let that be the huge sign from above that says, uh, break up, move on. This needs to end. Like you do not need this person in your life anymore. Or there needs to be therapy therapy there. You know, something's got to give something needs to change. So if you can practice to be as Zen and let's say cold as ice, then There's the other thing where they can't use your emotions or your guilt as a weapon against you. And really, the last and final point I just want to share with you is that you cannot fix anyone else but yourself. The Stoics say, Epictetus says, and he's an ancient Stoic philosopher, the more we value the things outside of our control, the less control we have so brilliant. You can only, you can only control and fix what you think, right? Your emotions, your burdens, your, your words, what you write, your thoughts, that's all you can control and your actions, what your preparations for. And Seneca, another stoic says the greatest power of ruling consists in the exercise of self-control. So that's why they always talk about like gray, gray rock method and Zen exercising your self-control allows you to be able to rule over or have control of a very, you know, manipulative situation because you're not allowing them to govern your emotions. And Marcus Aurelius said, there is never any need to be worked up about things you cannot control. There is never any need to get worked up about the things you cannot control. So stop trying to fix the other person into your mold and start investigating into yourself. The magical part is it will either create a natural force that will allow you to part ways or it will inspire your partner to grow and be better as well. So here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you a survival guide mantra, and I want you to repeat after me. Are you ready? Repeat after me. I am not responsible for how people respond to my boundaries. I am responsible for setting and honoring my boundaries. If my relationships end because I set boundaries, it's a sign that the other person does not love or respect me. And the relationship was fake. In healthy relationships, I can set boundaries without fear of retaliation, abandonment, or manipulative shaming. 
that's very good. Because when you are controlled by a narcissist, you will never reach your true potential as a beautiful human being. With or without them, when you are controlled by a narcissist, by any human being, by a selfish person, it doesn't matter. When you're controlled by anyone else, you will never reach your true potential as a beautiful human being. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. Know that I am here for you, and I know you are stronger than you believe. If this resonated with you today, I would appreciate if you would uh, rate and review this podcast so others can hear and find me. And like I said, if you want to take a screenshot, share it in your stories, I would appreciate you so much for doing that. Um, As always, I'm so grateful for you listening all the way to the end. Remember always to keep your unique light shining. If you want to catch this full episode in written form or view all our offerings, you can go to the thrivingintuitivepodcast.com. Brand new site. It's up and running. It's beautiful. Thanks again so much. Have a beautiful day.